Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Our guest today is Carl Fink. Carl is the creator of StreamingForTheSoul.com, which is a video-on-demand site with videos that deal with our favorite subject, life after death, and so much more. Subjects like near-death experiences, including videos with Eben Alexander and Anita Morjani. The Soul Phone, presented by Gary Schwartz. You'll also see some of our favorite guests on video, including Suzanne Giesman, Suzanne Wilson, and Ann Albers. I know many listeners have asked me for more guests talking about near-death experiences, and Carl has a ton of videos that'll interest you on streaming for the soul. While many of us can't travel to conferences and presentations, Carl also offers live streams. So he will go to these conferences and live stream them into the privacy of your own home on computer. In fact, there's talk that Carl will be live streaming several of the presentations at our upcoming Afterlife Symposium. With all the work he has done and all the time he has spent filming so many of the current afterlife and living life thought leaders, I'm really excited to say, Carl Fink, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Well, thank you. And it's uh, really a pleasure to be here. Yeah, pleasure to talk to you. I recently signed up for Streaming for the Soul, and I am so pleased with such high-quality, inspirational, like life-changing content you have. So, Well, thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a really, really fun uh, journey to be able to uh, live stream the, the people that we have and participate in things like you know, the IONS conferences and uh, Conscious Life Expo and then recently the Helping Parents Heal conference as well. Yeah, thanks for doing that. Um, it, it's really extraordinary because I know when I start, first started getting interested in the subject of the afterlife and transformational things, it's like, where are the resources? I could only get my hands on a little bit of stuff. And now through the magic of the internet, like so much more is available. And I know when I saw the list of videos on your site, like they're all that I want. And I'm thinking, my listeners are so much like me that I really wanted to make the introduction and let them know about streaming for the soul. But I want, before we talk about that, I want to find mm-hmm. out a little bit about you and sure. where you're from and like what's your background that you ended up getting into this kind of a business? Ah, well, let's see. Good luck. <laughs> what, what led me here? Um, I uh, really, prior to this, um, I was working in television. I worked in television for 14 years. Um, and before that I made my living as a drummer, believe it or not. Uh, um, yeah, that was fun. Um, but television, uh, and, and I'm, I'm still writing, I'm a, a writer producer and that's what I did in television. Um, and I eventually got to a point with television that I wanted to move beyond the the uh, studio system and get into more independent um, production. And the reason for that was I was not terribly satisfied because uh, I was doing comedy. I was doing half hour stuff, and um, I the it didn't satisfy my soul in the way that I wanted it to. I mean, I love the creativity and I love writing. Um, I didn't like the humor level. 
which tended to, you know, you sit around a, a table with eight other people trying to make each other laugh, and it it will devolve to, you know, you're making jokes at the expense of somebody or or just making them so stupid that, right. <laughs> that it's you can't hardly believe it and and so I wanted to move into something else um, and I really I started uh, my writing by writing a feature uh, films and um, and that was uh, I was doing a lot of those and they were piling up on my on my bookshelf and uh, and somebody said you know if you want to get stuff produced uh, you might try television which was what uh, helped me you know make that step into television so I did that for uh, f you know about 14 years and um, then I uh, started doing independent uh, films and then I uh, semi-retired to Hawaii, uh, which is where I met Brazzo. And I don't know if you're familiar with Brazzo. No. Uh, Brazzo is a uh, Croatian healer. And uh, you may know him. He's He is a gazer. Um, and that so that's how he transmits uh, healing energy to people is just through gazing. And uh, I met him and I did a... Uh, a uh, testimonial DVD for him. And after that, um, actually it was when we were in Hawaii, he, he did something I thought was unusual, which is he wanted us to, um, uh, project him from the green room, uh, you know, just as, which is just where he waited to go out on stage onto a screen in front of the audience. And actually he would not be out there. He would be in the green room and we'd have a camera on him and it would be getting projected out there. And I said to him, I said, well, geez, Brad, so, you know, if you're going to do that, we might as well just live stream you. And that kind of, I saw him smile a little bit and got the wheels turned in his head. And, and so I ended up, uh, developing the live streaming for Brazzo and did that with him for almost three years. And that's really what got me into the, the live streaming, uh, production. And, uh, uh Brazzo, uh, stopped coming to the United States in uh what was it october of 2013 uh we had one last event with him in portland and that was it and i was looking at uh, you know everything i'd learned and everything we had accumulated in terms of uh you know just live streaming knowledge and um and also the incredible response that people uh and and the transformation people were having and i wanted to keep doing that i um it was so positive so um i decided that a bigger tent was a good idea we had only been doing brazzo um and i i really wanted uh to bring in more people and and different you know kinds of ideas and things like that um just because you know not everyone's uh, for everyone and not everything is for everyone. You know, the people are, are specific. And I figured if I could figure out a way to have a lot of spokes all run into the same hub, which would be, you know, a personal transformation for people, then that would be good. So that was kind of the birth of, of Streaming for the Soul. And the very first live stream I did for Streaming for the Soul was at Ions in Santa Barbara. Um, and it was a, a young man that had had four near-death experiences. His name is Prana Miller. And uh, we have his uh, video up on the on the website. And amazing, fascinating uh, story with, with Prana. So that was really how I got got to, to where I am now. Did you have any prior belief in the afterlife or 
new age thinking and all that kind of thing. Yep. Lots, <laughs> lots. I, uh, I was 21 years old when somebody handed me a copy of, uh, Jane Roberts book, Seth speaks. And I just absolutely devoured that. And then I jumped into nature of personal reality. And then I, I was working in, uh, it for Marriott at the time and, uh, installing uh, computer systems for their uh, for their warehouse um, inventory management and I never went anywhere I was traveling all over the country never went anywhere without those two books I they were just my constant companions for 10 years I just read them and reread them <laughs> reread them and so um, that while that isn't necessarily afterlife per se um, it is a communication with a purely spiritual entity. Yes. Um, and so, you know, it was not a difficult uh, uh, transition for me to begin thinking of, or, and talking to uh, people about near-death experiences in the afterlife. Wow. Do you have any favorite um, videos of yours that, uh, I, well, my audience is similar to your audience, but just some real favorites? Like I know... I have always wanted to talk to Anita Morjani. I love, love, love her yes. book, yeah. Dying to Be Me. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, I personally have seen Gary Schwartz, but I haven't had him on the show yet because everybody right. wants to know about the soul phone. But do you have yeah. some videos that are really, to you, ones that you could watch over and over? Yeah. I, well, anything that Suzanne Giesman has done, <laughs> I can watch over Spectacular. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, the, we've got a, a couple with her. Uh, one is the preponderance of evidence, uh, which was the first presentation of hers that I live streamed. We were in San Antonio at the IONS, um, conference there when she gave that presentation. And I was just really floored by that. Just uh, everything, you know, who she is, the kind of person she is and, and, but also just the content of what she presented. Um, so I love her. I love, um, I love Mary Neal. Um, yes, yes. and, uh, and her story is amazing. I love Jeff Olson. I, Jeff has got to be one of the most beautiful people on, on the planet. And his story is, um, it's, so it, there's such a bitter sweetness to it because there's such sadness in it. But, you know, he, he, he really had an opportunity in his life to either just be a victim or to choose joy. And he chose joy. And his story is, is so wonderful. So I love that one. And another one I'm really, really fond of is uh, again, from back at that first, Ian's conference that we did, um, Robert Schwartz. And I don't know if you know Robert. I do. Oh, okay. So I love Robert's presentation too and the content of that. And, um, you know, it, it, his, he, his, uh, um, talk was on, um, your soul plan. So, and he was, he was, you know, basing it on, on that book. And that one is, is amazing too. And, and there are so many, I, I almost hate to choose favorites because they're all so wonderful. And, um, I, you know, I almost hate to leave anybody out. They, I those know. pop in my head. I love Evan Alexander's, you know, one of the first time we live streamed him was up in Santa Barbara and, um, and and Karen Newell was there with him too, so she was. They, they did a little bit of the the um, uh, acoustic. Um, yes. Uh, I can't uh, think of a name, but yes, I know yeah, what you're talking I can't. about. 
Yeah. And then, uh, you know, acoustics, sacred acoustics, sacred acoustics. Yes. And then also did, um, yeah. And, and he spoke, it was probably one of the last times that he spoke as, um, as much about his near death experience as he did, you know, he's moving away from that because he wants to talk less about that element and more about everything that he has learned and, and how he has transformed and things that he finds transformative for people. So, um, so he's he's wonderful too. As I said, you know, there's just so many. I've been really fortunate to, you know, be able to put my cameras in front of some some wonderful speakers. Gosh, I'm thrilled, and so many of us come into this curiosity and quest to find answers based on our own grief. And I know mm-hmm. Jeff Olson, as well as many of your mm-hmm. guests, have really suffered some grief, and it's. Um, while we don't like what we're going through at the time, grief really can have the power to transform us, to get us on this spiritual journey and end up with a, a life we love. Yes. I think. Yeah. It, it, it can do that. And it, uh, has done that for, uh, for a number of the, these speakers, um, and then also, you know, there are are those that, uh, um, you know, maybe their grief or their their uh, their strength of emotion um, was coming at, after they had returned, and they were they were longing for, you know, that uh, unconditional love and just that, uh, you know, that feeling of bliss that they they had when they were on the other side. And which I, by the way. Um, now, I don't know if you want to do this with me or not, Sandra, but I'm, I'm, I've got a movement going, and so far I'm the only one in the movement. But Well, let's hear um, it. Let's hear um, it. I've, I've decided that it's a lot more accurate to call it the afterbody than the afterlife because <laughs> we're alive before we, we enter this body and we're alive after we leave this body. And so I've just decided that it's really the afterbody and not the afterlife. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know if it'll catch on or not. <laughs> well, you can give it a try. Selfies caught on, you know. All kinds yeah, of new phrases and stuff. <laughs> After body it is. Yeah, I'm taking a whack at it. So, yeah. uh, you know, anyway. <laughs> Before body, but, after uh, body. But, you know, the, 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 that, that emotion um, and also just that, that sort of realization, too, of what, what it was that actually occurred for them is, is so powerful. And, and you've been in a room uh, with people who've had near-death experiences. You know what that feels like. It feels there's nothing like that, you know, being in a room with 100 people that have had a near-death experience. It, mm. it feels like home in there. I have not actually been in that room with them oh, okay. at an IANS event, but I've yeah. talked to enough people that have discussed and shared their experiences and that, you know, when you just said that unconditional love, every time someone shares their near-death experiences and can't quite describe that feeling of unconditional love, you know, I can picture it, but, you know, obviously right. we're not there, but it just sounds tremendous. It does. It does. You know, one, uh, Mary Neal, I, I love what she said at the end of her uh, her talk that we have. She said that, um, you know, she was feeling just that unconditional love. And she said, you know, I was I was back home and I was going to sleep in my own bed that night. Oh, <laughs> I know. I just love that. Um, That's really nice. And Mary Neal is somebody who had a near death experience. She um, mm-hmm. was a surgeon and she, yeah. she capsized in a kayak, if I remember correctly. 
Yeah, she did. They went. She went over a, uh, a, a waterfall, about a ten foot waterfall, and the nose of her kayak uh, got stuck in uh, some rocks that were underneath uh, the surface of the water, and the back end flipped over. So she was upside down, and the water from the waterfall was pouring on top of the, or on you know, on the bottom of the boat and holding her down. So she. That she estimates that she was underwater um, at least 30 minutes. Man, that's hard to believe. But yeah. I know her story and I know who she was before and, you know, what her beliefs were. And mm -hmm. um, it's really incredible. You know, sometimes yeah. the best stories come from those people that were skeptics and would have never believed it. And now they're living to right. tell the tale. And then Suzanne Giesman, she was a naval uh, commander. And mm -hmm. uh, is now a medium and a teacher and a trance speaker and, and so much more. Right. So filled with wisdom. And Robert yeah. Schwartz, Your Soul Plan is, you know, I read his book a couple of times yeah. and just it's yeah. so impactful that to even think that our soul has a plan coming in and some of the things we live through and deal with are all part of that plan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I it, I was talking with somebody today and and made the comment that um, sometimes I have to sort of stop and realize that I'm in a sort of in a bubble here a little bit because I like I don't really I, I call my show superpowers, but and I do it because I don't have superpowers. So I'm so intrigued by <laughs> by people who do. Um, but I have also this. um understanding and a um um just a such a familiarity and comfort with the idea of um that we are just you know inhabiting a physical vehicle and the vehicle itself is not us it's the it's the thing that's inhabiting it and uh, it's really easy for me to just go back and forth and back and forth i know that that's still a leap for a lot of people and that's part of the reason that I have my soul is to, you know, for stories from very real people like Evan Alexander, who, um, you know, being a, a neurosurgeon, he came from the the empirical world, you know, the science world, and nothing that he was taught and nothing he ever learned um, was uh, compatible with a, the near-death experience that he had. Um, and, you know, the same thing with, with Mary and really same thing with Suzanne Giesman at the time too. And, um, and I, me, you know, I find after all of the stories and, and, um, you know, just speaking to and learning from people who have had um, these sorts of experiences. And then also with, with mediums and, um, and people who have uh, psychic ability and, and great gifts like that. Um, I find that I jump back and forth now very easily. Um, I just, there's no resistance uh, to the thought or the idea of it all. Um, and I would love for more people to have that level of comfort um, with it and and that level of of actual knowing. And I, I'll tell you in a second why I also have the knowing. But um, because it, it just reshapes how you walk through the world, you know? And then how you how you see things and how you respond to things and um, so uh, anyway there you have it I ran out of gas <laughs> no it's okay I think it's so important for us to have 
these outlets to watch videos, listen to shows, go to conferences, have people in our life speaking the same language. Because even me, it's been almost 20 years or just over 20 years that I've been on this journey. But Mm -hmm. left to my own devices, Carl, I can wake up in the morning and forget it all. And I get sucked right into being a victim of the phone calls I have to make or the you know, my, my day job, um, yeah. and catering business with my mom. And, you know, there's so like, I can get really quickly sucked into it. And like, I'm grateful that I have this vehicle, my radio show here, because I can't be stuck in that place for too long because right. uh, after a couple of minutes, it's like, oh yeah, I probably created this. What do I have to learn from it? And boom, I'm mm-hmm. over it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, don't be too hard on yourself because everybody, everybody does. It, yes. I don't care how enlightened you may have become by the end of a day. You go to bed and you wake up the next morning and you're starting all over. It's like making a mountain out of quicksand. It really, it oh, really nice. And, but I think uh, that's the nature of being human because somebody asked me if the – and maybe you can shed a little of your thoughts on this um, – because I'm a firm believer that in our lifetime, we're going to see a huge flip where more people will believe in the afterlife. It'll be an open conversation. And, you know, I always talk about how the Wright brothers had the dream of building the airplane and people thought right. they were crazy even after they created it. But yes. I, the, so the question people ask me is, okay, so now the world believes in the afterlife, you know, what's life going to look like? People won't have anything to live for. And I'm like, Huh? You know, I think (laughs) what 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 would it be like if we, as a humanity, actually embraced the reality of the afterlife? What do you think? Will you mind speculating with me for a few minutes? I I actually think it would be quite beautiful because I I really honestly think that the the thing that drops away uh, or an element that drops away from that is fear and fear of death. And, um, and I can tell you this, that, uh, from my own experience, when my dad passed in 2008, um, you cannot, I, I knew a lot then, and I had experienced many, many things then. And, um, still there was this sadness and, um, and I honestly think that common DNA is communicating and transmitting, you know, back and forth to, you know, to other common DNA. So when my body stopped receiving a signal from my dad, you know, I really felt it. I felt this cloud, you know, in my, in my heart and just this sadness and I, and I grieved. So it isn't that, um, the, the, the physical things go away and I can't imagine anyone in their lives being so capricious that the, that their life didn't matter to them. Right. You know, I think it just, I think that knowing that there's an afterlife just gives you a, you know, a leg up in terms of your, you don't, you don't carry around this, this overwhelming fear of, of the unknown then. Um, and for me, that's a good thing. I'm, I really am very comfortable with, uh, uh, with just the, the whole idea of my body, you know, one day stopping, you know, functioning and I just move on. You know, it's kind of like when you get in and out of your car every day, you know, you jump in and you go somewhere and you have adventures and then you jump out and sometimes you get, get a new car. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, so I, you know, I, I, I get 
what you're saying. Um, and, you know, and there's a part of me, too, that will argue with myself about whether or not uh, that level of not knowing and not understanding, um, you know, what happens, uh, you know, and, and does fear death. Um, if that if if that isn't just meant to be part of a physical um, journey and experience. Um, I don't know. I would, I would probably argue against myself on that, on that too. Um, so, but I think that, um, I don't know if you know, it, it sort of also just kind of creates this, um, hierarchy a little bit. Cause if you have an understanding of the, you know, what it's like when you return home, because that's really what I call it. I think right now we're, we're in an alien place, but we're going to go back home. And you know that that, that home is a place of unconditional love. You know, it does sort of bring uh, to mind the idea that, wow, what if I was um, using this lifetime now to physically embody that unconditional love and spread that with other people who are also here and you know and that becomes a real skill and that's something worth giving uh some attention and focus and effort to is how can you be here within a place where there is this there's this certainty of a separation from god which actually truly doesn't exist and 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 we see each other separate from each other and and how do you love them and how do you uh, do what you can to spread joy and and you know and wake up every morning you know choosing love instead of fear? Um, it's a great challenge. It really is. And um, you know, I I think that uh, uh, just just challenging yourself every day. If I could just you know give some kind of joy, some expression of love, some extension of love um, to just one person. Um, Boy, I think that would be I would think that would be awesome. And it would transform your life. I know personally when I take the attention off myself and I turn it <laughs> on another, my yes. life works out. Yep. Yep. That is uh that is how it works. And um we we tend to think that um that if we give, we've given something away. And it doesn't actually work like that. When we give, especially giving love, it comes back, um, and it comes back in in a big way. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Turn the attention on somebody else, and you know, send them love in your prayer. You know, send them. You know, just sit there and beam love from your heart at them. Um, when you're doing that, uh, it's it's coming back to you. And yeah, you're gonna have a better day. Promise. <laughs> better day a better life yeah i personally think we're never going to get over you know even if it's widely accepted that the afterlife is real and we start having things like the soul phone and different ways of communicating with our loved ones you know i mm -hmm. think we all do have the ego and we're going to wake up in the morning and think oh geez another day i've got to do this that and the other but i do yeah. think we'll have the power to um you know, get back into the driver's seat in our life a little faster as opposed to, yeah. woe is me, the world stinks, you know, why is this always right. happening to me? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I picked coming here. I, I, you know, what am I going to do to make the most of my time here? And, right. uh, I, you know, I've got this view that when we're not fearing death, we don't have to fear life. So there right. really is no such thing as failure. Everything is learning. And so yeah. I see a world where more people are going after their dreams, more people are 
lending a hand, being of service to others. Uh, and not 24 seven. I don't think we're going to remember that, but mm-hmm. I do. I've seen plenty of people that have grieved the loss of a, or the physical death of a loved one. Cause I know we don't ever lose them. Um, right. but it could be 30 years and I know, yeah, to not have that and not be. And I know personally, as do many of the listeners, that cloud that you speak of. My dad passed in 2010, and I mean, it took a few years before that cloud got lifted. I mean, it was a very real cloud. Yeah, it's um, a very real cloud, yeah, yeah. But to keep being able to take those steps forward and um, use that pain. And I think, you know, so many of us come to your streaming for the soul come to my program come to the symposium because you know our hearts are cracked wide open and Mm -hmm. with that there's a possibility of new growth and so we go looking and it's not just getting evidence of the afterlife which is all very cool i have no problem with that but in the face of that then we were asked this question well if I don't die, who am I really? And so right. I'm so thrilled that you have so many different kinds of videos that inspire, empower, uh, put a new spin on life and what's possible. Because yeah. we each get to create our life. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, honestly, uh, that what we're doing here is is just trying to remember who we really are mm. you know and we're all just as they say walking each other home and um that's it, nice i've not heard that yeah well and so that's you know and in that remembering uh who we really are um is that everything is in that you know once once we remember that and we realize that we are not this physical body um, we are not our jobs. We are not uh, any of the the physical things that are happening. We are just participating in that. Um, but that's not who we are. Uh, you know, then we will have more people who are understanding that there is a, an afterlife, and um, you know, and things would be very different. They really would. They really would. Well, we're going for it, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And I do. I you know, I love the evidence. Um, I do. I've been really fortunate. Um, I have a couple actually fun stories for you. And, uh, one was when at my dad's memorial, um, you know, I was, uh, and you understand this, I was very sad and I was sitting, you know, in the church and, um, the pastor was speaking and he went to sit down and my, uh, my oldest daughter was sitting next to me. And as the pastor was sitting down, um, she started laughing and I looked That's at strange. her. That's strange, yes. I, oh, I was kind of mad <laughs> and of I said, Ruby, what is so funny? And so Ruby is, is clairvoyant. Um, ah. And so she turns to me and she goes, he almost sat on grandpa. <laughs> and <laughs> I'll tell you what, there just wasn't anything that could lift the sadness faster than this idea that there's my dad, you know, sitting, listening to his own memorial and plants him in a place where he knows that the pastor is going to go sit. He knows Ruby can, can see her. Um, He knows how much she loves slapstick. So it's going to be really funny to her. (laughs) The pastor almost sits on her and, um, or on him, you know, and, uh, and sure enough, it, it really just lightened everything um, for me. And, you know, and she, he, he, you know, walked with her to math class and science class every day um, at school oh. because he's a doctor, you know, so 
Um, so, you know, she would tell me about that and it just, that did a lot to, to just remind me, okay, uh, I just not experiencing his, his physical body does not mean he's not here. Right. Um, and, and I then, you know, just a couple of weeks ago had an amazing experience about a two and a half hour chat with my, uh, uncle Dave who, um, had just had a second uh, and very significant stroke and was in a coma and they knew that he he was not going to recover from that so at the time I had this conversation with him through a medium not, not my own ability um, <clears throat> he was still in the coma so he had one foot in the physical and one foot in the the uh, the afterlife and and I like telling the story just for for people um to kind of get more of a, a sense of it because so he's still tethered to physical and to and to his understanding of the physical world but he's having some of these experiences that you would have on on the other side too and so first of all he's immediately fascinated that he can have a conversation with me through a medium which he just thought was the coolest thing <laughs> and yeah sure he was he is not somebody um, who had any sort of belief in anything after anything, you know, that okay. he just thought it was going to be, you know, just the black empty void, you know? So again, one of those people, and not even a skeptic, it's just a, just didn't, what didn't have the container, you know, to think that there was anything beyond his, his physical form. So we had just a great chat. And, uh, you know, I remember at one point he said to the medium, he said, Carl, I had no idea you were this weird. <laughs> oh my and uh, that's funny and it was really funny and and he just loved it and um one of the things that was happening um there was uh he had not progressed all the way into that light and that unconditional love but he could see it and he could feel it and he was talking about it and he was very compelled by it and um uh my my mom who is uh my uncle's um let me say this differently. My mom is the twin sister of my uncle's wife. So okay. my aunt is my mom's twin sister. So, um, <clears throat> boy, I, who knew that could be to say? It, I get it. <laughs> you get it. All right. I'm with you. Um, uh, anyway, my mom was uh, on my way uh, to to visit in the hospital with my brother. And I knew they were going. And so I asked him, I said, I, obviously, you're feeling drawn and more and more drawn. I said, if there's any way you can hang on long enough just for, you know, mom and and my brother uh, to get there so they can, you know, you know, say goodbye to your physical body. Um, that'd be awesome. He goes, I will try my best, but I can't promise you anything. And uh, so as it turned out, they literally walked in the door. And we're able to hold his hand, and he breathed his last breath. And so, you know, he did hang on long enough uh, for that. And just it, it was so amazing. We chatted for two and a half hours, you know. And um, he did uh, ask that I be respectful of all of his kids who um, don't have the same kind of comfort and familiarity with ideas of the afterlife and spirit and all of that. He said, they just, you know, they're not going to hear it and they're not going to accept it. Um, if you could just not 
tell them that we had this conversation. I think it would be better for now. <laughs> so I, I said, okay, <laughs> but yeah. in, you know, um, what an amazing thing, you know, there he was just kind of, you know, one foot in each world. And, and he was, he was having, um, you know, just experiences of that and was as fascinated by it as, as I am here. That's pretty great. There's some mediums that I have met that are just spot on. And even with uh, people in coma, people uh, with Alzheimer's that you think Mm -hmm. there's nothing left in there and they're between the two worlds and most of the time in the other world. It's like, oh my gosh, what's possible is amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, and then to, you know, even think about, um, uh, you know, people like Anita, mm-hmm. uh, who was just gone, you know, and, and then, uh, coming back and then the, their body's actually healing. You know, I have a, I have a friend who's had two near death experiences and his second one, um, was, um, uh, a, a pretty traumatic for his body. And, um, he, uh, his parents actually ended up collecting him from the morgue. That's what he, he came back when his body was in the morgue, you know? Oh my gosh. I've not heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and he has, he has healed and he is, you know, he is walking and moving around and doing stuff. And, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty remarkable, you know? And, um, I guess, uh, it really is true that, uh, you know, we we aren't going to go till we're ready. So <laughs> I guess they 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 kind of went, but they it wasn't time, so they came back. Man, and they tell the story, and they inspire so many. I want to ask you about superpowers because that's your sure. show, uh-huh. and I love the name because I believe, yeah, if we are souls having a human experience, we should be able to dial in on some of these great things that the souls can do. You know, and yes. one of them I think is. Uh, power of intention and gratitude and making things real in our life and mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about your show and then maybe, sure. if, you know, would you believe in these superpowers? Is there a way that we as humans can, ultimately what I'm really asking is if you could leave me and our listeners with just your thoughts and maybe some ideas or tools that can make our day a little better or give us a little uh-huh. edge on being a well, soul, having a human experience. No pressure. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, uh, as far as um, superpowers, yes, everybody has them. We all came to this planet with the same toolbox. And, you know, God created every single one of us exactly with the same um, abilities. Uh, our choices come in what things we we are deciding to access and what things uh, we are we are going to give focus to. And granted, um, you know, you will talk to people who are born with, with a gift. Uh, I've got a good friend who's a medium who, um, you know, when he was little, he was like the kid in the sixth sense, you know, and he just saw oh dead my, people every, yeah. and he figured everybody did, you know, so it, well, it doesn't seem like that is a choice. Um, this, that, element would go back to like Robert Schwartz and soul plan and the things that you're going to express, um, through your, uh, through your physical incarnation. Um, especially when you come in and it's, it just seems like a natural gift, but everybody has it, everybody can do it. And you talk to anyone that, um, does have those gifts and they will tell you that, and they will assure you that, that, that is true. And, um, I think probably, 
um, Sandra, the best example that we that we can use for for people in the audience. And by the way, I like to ask this question too, and I always like to ask it of people who are gifted. Um, and I think the the best example for everyone is Suzanne Giesman because she is not a medium by um, by being born with a gift or even having ever believed in it. She is a medium by sheer determination. And that sheer determination came when uh, her stepdaughter, uh, Susan, was killed, uh, struck by lightning and killed. And Suzanne did not want to accept that they could not still be connected. And that was what started her journey. And, you know, she started by, um, you know, talking to mediums and she got some readings. And and eventually she uh, and fairly soon after, actually, Susan's death, um, you know, she began meditating on her own. And, she, you know, she was just going to do it. And if I was going to say to people, um, you know, how can you open gifts for yourself? I would say have first the very strong desire to want to. Yes. And then then be determined and be persistent and just stay with it. And meditation for so many people really does seem to be the tool. Um, you know, if ever there was a tool, I know that everybody's gone, ha, crud. <laughs> I know. It's so meditation. funny because meditation occurs as work and it's really like emptying the mind. So it's kind of yeah. funny that we like, oh, jeez. Yeah. Meditation. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> First thing in the morning when you wake up before your brain actually gets active, you know, and don't look at your phone and don't look at your computer and don't jump in. And, you know, and if you're on a, on a schedule, give yourself, you know, wake up 15 minutes earlier and just sit and be still and be quiet and, you know, and just allow that expansion um, you know, for 15 minutes. And if nothing else, uh, it's going to be, a, a beautiful way to start your day on the right foot and then as things happen throughout the day you know stresses and those kinds of things uh occur um during the day you will just handle them differently you will um you know you it it will be a different you that is engaging in those uh, challenges and you'll be a little calmer and you'll be a little more compassionate and um but that's you know that really is is it i would you know i will say this one i did a show um that it's on streaming for the soul and i it was with ann albers and we did um 84 episodes of um her show called um ann and the angels 84 yeah fantastic we love ann we're big fans of ann on this show yeah yeah she's amazing and um, uh, I've actually never seen anything like it because, you know, when we before we started doing it, she didn't really have a lot of familiarity with um, being in front of a camera or even a level of comfort. So here again, here is here's what uh, determination will do for you. So she got a camera and she stood in front of that camera and she worked for a few months, you know, just working on speaking to the camera, working on feeling comfortable in front of the camera. Well, Man, you talk about paying off. We we would do 12 episodes in a weekend, in three days. And she would come in and, um, you know, she'd get ready and then uh, I'd uh, turn on the camera and uh, she'd start her timer and they were meant to be half hour episodes. So she'd set her timer for 30 minutes and <laughs> she'd start talking and she wouldn't say, uh, and she wouldn't say, um, and she would <laughs> 
wouldn't have any pauses and she would go smoothly and beautifully for 30 minutes. Boom. The end. Next. It was amazing. She's tapped into a higher source to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's somebody who goes back and forth between physical and oneness effortlessly. And, um, and she, you know, she had a natural gift, but she really has worked on that quite a bit, you know? And, and the reason that I bring her up though is Anne doesn't like meditation either, you know? And she doesn't like feeling like work. So in the Anne and the Angels shows, she gives really good, easy, um, to access tips, exactly what you're asking for, um, on things that you can do to um, increase your own ability uh, to access, you know, higher realms, to increase your ability to connect with and work with your angels. Um, and the show is called Anne and the Angels, and it's, and it's really, really well done. And I, I, I have, <clears throat> I felt all the time that we were doing it that this was this was that bridge that people were looking for that could help them get very easily from where they are to where they want to be in terms of their own uh, spiritual growth and transformation. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm just looking. I can't remember what episode Anne was on with me. I think it was episode 220, maybe. People have to mm-hmm. look. But why yeah. I'm bringing this up is she gave the – like everybody's always looking for ways – that they can contact their loved ones or feel their presence. And she actually right. like guided us through how we can do that. Mm-hmm. Setting a time to be with our loved ones. And, you know, even if you feel like you're making it up, like they've got to practice and do this from the other side too. And just right. asking for their right. touch. And I thought, this is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, what what a gift she is. I'm so excited she's going to be one of the speakers at the symposium. And I just, a couple episodes ago, interviewed her and Debbie Johnstone, who are going to be on stage together on the right. Friday night dinner banquet, talking yeah. about the angels. And I'm so excited right. about that. Yeah, that'll be really fun. And I, I believe they are going to do a little bit of animal communication, too, which is always wonderful and always awesome um and you know Anne is is just uh you know so facile she just moves in and out of and communicates with any consciousness you know it's really oh wow that's a i'm so excited that you told me that Anne and the angels are on streaming for the soul because i love her and i really personally i'm i'm as much as of a listener as i am any or as anyone else's because these shows are just as much for me to help empower me in my life and she right. definitely is one that i love to learn from so i'm excited yeah. about that so time's going by fast so i want let's um if we can shift gears a little bit and hear sure. hear a little bit more about streaming for the soul how people can access it maybe um i'm so delighted that you and your team will be there to um live stream some of the presentations at the afterlife symposium because obviously everybody can't get there even though i ask everybody to but maybe you can talk about that because i know it's really a resource i'd like to share with people yeah um well so people can go to uh streaming for the soul.com and uh there's a uh a, a place where um you can uh sign up and 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 you know, join, become part of streamforthesoul.com. Um, you can just 
you can you know create a login if you want to and just sort of browse through things and see what there is in terms of um, you know the videos uh, that kind of thing we do do a a, a membership um, subscription you know sort of like uh, Netflix or you know Amazon or something and um, you know so that you can have unlimited viewing of whatever you want um, we also just do you know just one-off stuff if you go there and you're browsing through things and you just see a video you'd like to watch you can watch you can also just watch a single video um, so it's that sort of a, a thing and and uh, that's uh, and again it's just stream for the and um, and go and and check it out. You have one month free, don't you? I think I saw that. I one do. I yeah. Signed yeah. up. So sign up. You get you get thirty days free just to to browse things and and see if you like it. Yeah, and it's reasonably priced. Cancel at any time. You've got all the integrity. And yeah. All that. Yeah. I I decided it would be good if you know the memberships were under a million dollars, and so that's the way that we decided <laughs> to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're funny. Funny, funny, <laughs> funny man. So let's talk about some of these live streams. I haven't yeah. watched them all yet, but I know you had some really great live streams from helping parents heal. So I yeah. had signed up for that, and that was an additional yeah. cost, which I had no problem with. That was very reasonable. Right. Um, yeah. But I know I have those available to me. Um, yes. Yeah, talk about some of your live streaming, because I think you have – I mean, we're not till September for the Afterlife Symposium, but right. we've got something else coming up. Yeah, soon. I do. I actually Let's... got. Um, I have a an event coming up, and th- this is really fun for me. Um, we are live streaming uh, Lee Carroll, who is the uh, original channel for Cryon. And I don't know if your uh, listeners are familiar with uh, Lee and Cryon or not, but I. I have been uh, reading uh, the Cryon books since the mid-90s. And, you know, I would always look forward to the next one like a kid looking forward to Christmas. And so um, it was about a year ago, and I and I had gotten in touch with uh, Lee through somebody at, an, at another event. Um, she plays Crystal Bowls at, at Lee's events. And, um, you know, she said, you know, you'd be really good live streaming. Lee. I said, Oh, I would love to live stream Lee. So we have a, uh, we have an event with him coming up on June 6th and, uh, we're live streaming that and it's a Q and a, so people can, uh, go to, you know, uh, Lee's Cryon events and actually send questions. Um, and, uh, he, and he will, he will simultaneously be, you know, channeling cryon as he's answering uh questions that he will be answering questions for about uh two and a half hours um and we did this once before and it was fabulous and lee as a as a person and as a speaker is just so absolutely delightful um he's just a joy to to do this with and i love that i've kind of come full circle from you know reading his material and and you know being way on the outside to actually being able to do these things with him um and the other thing that we've done and and people can find these videos on on uh, streaming for the soul is lee is you know through his time in uh working in the uh, metaphysical uh uh, speaker realm has met many, many, many people and um, become friends with them. So he's. We also do a show that's an, about an hour and a half show, um, and it's just called Beginnings. And it's Lee um, doing a little bit of what we're doing right now, Sandra, um, just interviewing his friends. So the first one we did was with Greg Braden, for example. Fantastic. And, 
Yeah, and it and it's awesome. And that one is free. People can find that for free on on streaming for the soul if they if they just go and and click on the uh, the cryon uh, link. They'll they'll go to a page that has um, that video and and it's just a conversation with them, but about them and who they are and how, what their journey was getting to where they are, you know, right now and how they yeah. became. You know, and and we did another one with uh, Pradeep Harris uh, recently too, and uh, we've got um, now we've got uh, Bruce Lipton uh, coming up in August, and I that's going to that. oh, it's going to be so much fun. So, um, but that's June sixth with Lee doing the Q and A, and it's a blast. And um, if people want to get tickets for that, they can, they can when they go to streamforthesoul dot com, there'll be a pop up, and they can just click on the uh, on the Lee Carroll. Um, image on the uh, on the pop-up and it'll take them to where they can get more information and get tickets and that'll be fun oh that's so exciting and the uh, speaking of cryon is that i'm guessing all great information that will help us with our current life absolutely and answers yeah. about some yeah of the big picture things it is it it is all all that um cryon uh is a non-physical entity and he originally um, began working with our our physical system. Uh, he's the uh, magnetic master, and there are you know just magnetic uh, frequency adjustments that happen around the planet. And and he was here and is here doing that. And that part of that has been what all the the transition um, has been you know around uh, around the planet, beginning with the harmonic convergence back in 1987. And um, and it's fun because there would always be these validations that would happen, you know, in the early books about, you know, Lee was, Lee's an engineer, you know, and, and he's, he? he, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, and he's, he's a, 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 a music engineer. And mm-hmm. so he, he worked doing, you know, with like huge orchestras, recording orchestras, doing um, movie soundtracks and, and uh, television soundtracks. And, um, and he, he's got an amazing ear and he loves music. And um, so he had absolutely no acquaintance at all with anything metaphysical, you know, and it's so funny that he would become this channel. And then he always wanted validations for anything Cryon said, you know, so Cryon go, well, yeah, we're adjusting the grid here and adjusting the grid there. And Lee would look and sure enough, he'd like see a, you know, a news report on how all the airports are having to change the the runway headings because, you know, magnetic north was shifting, you know, (laughs) and so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so that that info was was always just really fun for me to read and very loving and all about all about personal transformation and beautiful. Oh, I love it. I hope when you're at the symposium, you meet a fellow named Scott Milligan. I don't know if you know of him. I don't know Scott. No. Or physical mediumship. It's like I am somebody who's okay. If I witness this and this is possible, what else can be possible? And it's. Mm-hmm left for another conversation on physical mediumship but the reason i'm bringing this up is i uh, have seen him do a trance demonstration and i almost fell out of my chair at the first time because he's this happy-go-lucky great guy teacher that's his personality wonderful mm-hmm. playful right. and in trance there are his controls his guides he calls them his friends that actually speak through him Mm-hmm. And one of them is a older man uh, named Eric that passed away sometime in the late 1800s. Totally different personality. And at the 
I think it's eight, um, Saturday morning, 8.30. It's going to be an hour and a half thing. He's going to be doing Q&A, and it may not be Eric that speaks. It might be one of Daniel or one of the other controls. But to say my jaw dropped and hear so much wisdom, I thought, and now Scott and I are, are now friends, and I'm grateful he's coming to the States, but I mm-hmm. thought people have to know about this. Yeah. And so many other things of what's mm-hmm. possible. And books are good. Listening to radio shows are good. But to be able to go to the symposium or, you know, see your shows that have been streamed and cry on and, and, you know, you'll be, um, filming and streaming some at the symposium. It's like, this is life on the court. This is like, it gets, it's so juicy and delicious yeah. and like, that so yeah. you can tell that's what lights me up is the new the yep. difference how is it going to help us in our lives and right. so yeah. yeah yeah that lights me up too and you know if uh like i said there's a lot of different ways that that people might have their aha moment and yep. that's always been my goal with stream for the soul is to offer a lot of different possibilities just so that someone will see something who knows what it might be that just makes the light go off in their head and they go ah you know now i get it yeah and there are different strokes for different folks i mean there's some things that eh, some people aren't interested in trance Mm -hmm. some people aren't interested in ndes but you know talk to me about reincarnation or whatever you know and that's fine you don't have to believe everything that comes at us but i always say look for gold and anything any conversation you have with somebody or anything you watch or anything you read anything you hear like what value for your life can you take from it and apply it what's going to give you power and direction and meaning and love and all that good stuff oh well carl people go to your website can you give it to us again Yep, it's uh, streamingforthesoul.com. Pretty pretty easy. Pretty easy. Yep, the more we repeat it, the more we remember (laughs) it. That's how I I do remember it. We joke about it. It's even better. It's the soul that's in you, not like uh, the fish. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Do you know that would be a whole Saturday Night Live thing, streaming for the soul? Yes, it would. The fish that's... (laughs) swimming around the bottom of the ocean oh my goodness well anyways thank you for being our guest and oh we will let listeners know closer to the symposium dates how people can live stream the things um and and which because it's not going to be all um but which uh presentations will be live streamed so if you're a listener of the show or if you want to be part of our Facebook group. If you go onto Facebook and type in We Don't Die Listeners, we have a private community there of some over 3,000 like-minded great people. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to those great people. But um, I also will post that on our website, which is WeDon'tDieRadio.com. That's our home base where anybody can actually go anytime. And I've got a very healing audio called How to Survive Grief. I've got... Um, well, it says read the first few chapters of my book, but our secret, Carl, is it's the whole book. Um, ah. And uh, I have a um, PDF called Sandra's 19 Reasons to Believe in the Afterlife. And that's after interviewing over 250 people. Man, there's some good reasons to believe. Carl, thank you for being our guest today. 
Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. I've never actually been interviewed before, so it was really, really fun for me. And uh, I will look forward to hopefully to people live streaming with us for the uh, for the Afterlife uh, Symposium in September. Um, yes. Yeah, because uh, it's going to be wonderful. It really is. It's uh, great people, and um, I'm excited about it. So I, I hope people will come and find us. Yeah, it's just, I, I know people will and i know just personally the fact i feel so grateful that i get to be affiliated with the arei afterlife research and education institute because they're such good people bringing together all this cutting edge information about who's doing what on the planet and help Mm -hmm. here help there without the egos without trying to make big money on people it's a non-profit it's all about giving and sharing and just like i really recognize that this is you know the best of the best that i get to be part of that's really out to impact humanity so i can't wait to see you in person give you a big hug in person and um yeah and have some laughs with you in person i i can tell that we're going to do that. <laughs> I think we will. <laughs> yes. And for our listener, thank you for being our on uh, listening today. I'm getting tongue-tied a little. Um, once again, you can go to streamingforthesoul.com and check out just so many awesome, awesome videos and the live streams of not just the symposium coming up, but as Carl said, the Q&A with Lee Carroll is happening on June 6th. Or if you tune in after June 6th, uh, it's a good possibility it'll be there and you can and get it as well, as long as well as so many others. Um, and again, you hear me talk about the Afterlife Symposium. There is currently 33 speakers all talking on the subjects of the afterlife, help through grief, living a great life, afterlife communication, cutting edge information. Go to afterlifesymposium.org to find out more. Now last year it did sell out and, uh, and I know we have months and months and months to go as we're recording this end of May, but if it's something that interests you, just just say yes and do it. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I am delighted that I get to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. And I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. And we all have superpowers, like Carl said, our guest. So remember to visit streamingforthesoul.com. I want to thanks again, thank you again for listening, and we'll see you soon.